Hello? Okay, I think things are happening. Are you here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where are you? Who said that? <laughs> I presume we're recording? Yeah. Nice. How's it going, bud? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, awesome. I think. Awesome. When are you yeah. leaving? Tomorrow? I leave tomorrow. Damn. Do you need a ride to the airport? Uh, If you want. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm offering if I you want. I need a time? ride back on the 19th as well. That's the only thing. When's the what day of the week is that? That's uh, a Tuesday, I believe. I don't know if I can help you with that. Well, at what um, time of day? I land at night, I think. Oh, I might be able to help like you with that. Seven o'clock. I might be able to help you with that. Seven p.m. Yeah, if you think about um, it, we could talk about this not here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I'm 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 down to give you a ride. Like, what time are you leaving tomorrow? Uh, flight's at three. Perfect. I got to write an exam in the morning, and then I'm good to so go. So leave at like nine thirty, ten at the very latest, ten o'clock. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk more. We'll talk. Um, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome to the Wrong Guys podcast. That is Marty Lazar. I am Alex Delange. Oh, nice. And we are the Wrong Guys. Alien reference. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, wrong Guys uh, <clears throat> at wrongguys.com. Sort of related. I've been reading, not reading, but doing a lot of video watching on youtube as or as some might call it research <laughs> on youtube um yeah. about uh the speed of light and like the universe and shit because okay. i know the last conversation we had was about aliens we've definitely talked about um that. and yeah just really interesting con really interesting videos from this this youtube channel called veritasium i don't know if you know i have seen very yeah very cool shit the guy's really is it smart. cm or serum i always thought it was serum veritasium Okay, I always thought it was Veritas Serum, which would be like a truth serum. No, it's Veritasium. Okay, well, that makes more um, sense. Yeah, super cool channel. The guy's like really, he's just like curious. And he mm. just goes about and asks people, kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. But in a much more professional and refined way. Oh, I see. Um, and he's and also, like research He's probably. also really smart. Like yeah. he's a scientist of some sort. That's so. the other major difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really cool stuff about one of them is why we don't really know how fast the speed of light actually is right because uh, you can't it's impossible to measure the speed of light in one direction yes exactly you can only ever measure it when it's bounced off of something and then yeah. you do math to, to calculate like divided by two yeah but the the guy speculating is like how do we know that it's the same speed coming back it's not like, necessarily the in theory if, if like the example he gave was if there's a man on the moon or mm-hmm. mars i forget a man on a planet somewhere who's got a radio and NASA sends him a message, um, and it takes 10 minutes to get there, and then 10 minutes for the reply to come back. You don't actually know if it takes, like in real right. time, it could take 20 minutes to get to the guy on the moon, and then his reply could be sent back instantaneously. Right, yeah. We don't actually know if there's like a weird... There's a chance that there's like a current flow that yeah. works in one direction. So total time, it's 20 minutes for right. a message to be sent and the reply to be received from right. planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. But you don't actually know because of the difference in time. Yeah, and you could never and confirm no it. way to confirm it. Yeah, Because yeah. he's looking at his clock, or at his time on the moon, thinking it's synced up with what's on planet Earth, but yeah. you still don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, time is still moving forward. You know I mean? And I'm doing a very poor job. No, no, no. Thing, I always but. think of that exact kind of example of not being able to prove or disprove something as, like, the color thing. You know, it's like, I look at this, and I go, that's black. And I'm right. like, and you're like, yeah, that's black. Mm-hmm. But the, there's a chance we're not seeing the same thing. Right. But we've always called what we're seeing black. Yeah, yeah. And so it becomes that, right? Or someone who's, yeah. Say someone who was 
blind. Yeah. And then somehow regained their sight yeah. without ever having known what a color was. You could point at anything. You could point at this black drum that we have over here. Yeah. And say, this is red. And now they've like, he's like, that's it. That's red. You're, you're correct. Like, oh, okay. This shade of color is red. Weird. Um, but yeah, anyway, cool. Yeah. I'll check that out. Um, there was a, another one too, about the improbability of, of having another civilization in the universe. That's the Fermi paradox. Basically. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like the, the fact that we exist here is already so improbable. Yeah. That the, the thought of it existing somewhere else is unlikely, basically weird, which is the exact is, same argument yeah. that people make for why there would be life yeah. elsewhere, which is crazy to think of in that way. I never really thought of it that way. Huh. And the fact that <clears throat> earth as we know it is of a highly improbable accident. Crazy, crazy improbable. Right? And yeah. the fact that we've, you know, the way technology works, everything about human civilization is, is miraculous, but yeah. Um, it's interesting to hear scientists say that like, it's so unlikely for this to happen yeah. elsewhere because it's literally one in a gazillion. I, when I, when I get into this mode, I automatically go like, I can't believe I get fed up when I'm in traffic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, it's so crazy that I yeah, exist. That cars exist. And I'm mad about being stuck in line at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, check out Veritasium on YouTube if you have time or if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, really we'll do. Content. For sure. Oh, okay. There's one thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning mm -hmm. of this one. Um, obviously, here's it's just this crazy thing that I never realized before. And maybe everyone else has already thought of this. Mm -hmm. But this this new make thing... make a bit of mic noise. Sorry, I'm just getting this cord out of my way. Yeah, Go you, on. You do you. So this new thing that I realized is... So here's what, here's what happened, right? So I was looking into ivermectin. Right? You know horse, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Horse dewormer. But mm -hmm. not really horse dewormer, it turns out. It's like it, a... It, it is, but also it's not. Yeah. It's like, like they might make Tylenol for horses as well. That doesn't make it horse medication. It's like ketamine. Yeah, exactly. People still exactly. take ketamine. So, um, anyway, so I'm looking into ivermectin, which it turns out is like a completely normal human medication mm -hmm. as well as a horse dewormer. Yeah. Um, but the reason I found this all out was because I wanted to look into it online without being like influenced by my own algorithm. It's like, I've looked up other things. And so already like I, it all started when I was trying to look up the flat earth stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why can't I find any videos that are trying to convince me that the earth is flat? Like every video I find is trying to convince me how to talk to a flat earther and right. disprove them. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want to see both sides. I want to see the other side. Right. Cause I want to know what I'm like, what's, the, what's your argument? What's your, what's your proof? Right. And mm -hmm. so the same thing happened here where I was like, I want to look into ivermectin, but I don't want to look into like the crazy extreme ideas behind it. I want to look into like, what is like the, the sort of like uninfluenced version that Google will give me if it doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Turns out if you private browse Google search or mm -hmm. private browse YouTube, it doesn't include any of the things you've done before. So that's my new it like clears your cash or exactly cache or whatever and your cookies yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. So that's my new way to look into things is Interesting. like private browse Google search. And basically like right away, like one article comes up pro one article comes up con and mm -hmm. it's like right away. It's like, I don't know which one to send you. So I'm sending you the top of each side. And then, and then right. I got to do kind of my own sort of like reading and research and stuff, which I thought was really cool. Right. So, yeah. So anyway, so that, that was my, that was my big revelation this last week was discovering how to, how to Google stuff without my algorithm fucking me over Yeah, yeah. and ending up in an echo chamber it. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, Interesting. you want an ad read? Sure. Okay. It's kind of, kind of laborious one. Well, it's your ad read. So <laughs> I don't know. This isn't me. This is a company that sent us this in. 
In a long-since-discredited study, conducted by an unqualified man and interpreted by a famous actress, it was revealed that vacuum-sealing foods can cause early-onset juvenile diabetes in children. And we think that's wrong. Vac-sealing has been long-touted by the government and the mainstream media and big food, quote-unquote, as the ultimate solution for long-term preservation of food. But we believe that putting lightly spoiled food into your body is a great way to build defenses against food poisoning and that early-onset juvenile diabetes is not worth risking our children's health. Join us as we stand together to fight the campaign of misinformation created by large corporate interests to line their pockets with vac-sealing profits and in danger the health of our young ones. The mes- this message was brought to you by the Anti-Vac-Seal Nation. Nice. Well <laughs> Fucking done. laborious. Well done. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm not going to ask you a single thing until I read this question. Uh, yeah, Hopefully sure it's in won't. question form. Sure you won't. Is it in question form? Um, Damn it. I asked you something. For, I guess now's a good time to give a, a proper shout out to friends of the show um, and now officially contributors to the show. Yeah. Uh, Joel and Alex. Yay. So thank you very much for sending in um myriad suggestions a myriad and topics and questions and yeah there's a they sent in i think of probably 12 or 13 um and i've written them all down and i've officially restocked the conversation chalice this is a really special episode actually what what episode number is this 20 33 i think 33 okay so episode 33 mark this in your calendars as the first time we're going to read a suggestion that isn't one of ours that's officially not one of ours and and also we've received two emails two dream analysis emails that are not from us from two also friends of the show yeah stick around for that um yeah so yeah here we go awesome here we go Ooh. okay (laughs) individual versus the collective how to juggle personal responsibilities and freedoms. Interesting. There you go. Joel and Alex. That's courtesy of Joel and Alex. So the, I guess the, 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 um, how topical. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was just reading like the first place my head goes to is a timer on. Not yet. It is now. Like obviously the first place my head goes to is right now. The huge talk is vaccinations, right? Mm-hmm. Vaccinations and masks, let's say. Right. So we're it's, talking about COVID. Is, I don't know if that's sort of what, what spurred Joel and Alex on to, to sort of throw this topic our way, but it's definitely fitting uh, with what's going on today, but it's fitting just in, in general. And I think in how people choose to, to live their lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, like how much responsibility does an individual truly have? Um, what's that beyond himself? Yeah. Like what's that line? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Is, is, that, that the, is that some sort of communist thing? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it kind of is when you break it down. But I thought it was like a, like a Wait, Churchill second, line or something. Communist? Like, misattributed to Winston Churchill or something. Oh, and um, is it also taken out of context where it's like, this is like a wartime quote? Maybe so. So it's like, <laughs> I love when people do that. And he was drunk no, at the time. Yeah, he was drunk and he was talking about a specific thing. Yeah. Like a... a um, a, a, a significant historical event in the second world war. Yeah. And he was talking about how like people like women and children needed to go to factories and build bombs. Yeah. And he yeah. said this one thing. <laughs> He's like in this and scenario, specifically this and applying it to completely to unrelated. Yeah. Like Churchill said this, he was a smart man who's, I think he was also, he's actually kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. He was I've a drunk podcasts about him being like pretty racist and like, yeah. Well, I mean, at the time it shit, was probably which is, appropriate part for the course for, um, Apparently he had a, a for, doctor's note yeah. to drink while he was in Canada during prohibition or in maybe in, in America during nice. prohibition because he was an alcoholic. 
Nice. Good for um, you. And then there's a, I, my favorite one, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> brutalize this one, is the one where it's like, uh, this lady was like, you're a drunk and you'll never amount to anything. And then he's like, oh, I can't remember what, it's something along the lines of like, yeah, well, you're ugly <laughs> and yeah. tomorrow I'll be sober, but you'll still be ugly. Or yeah, yeah, like that's that. a good one. I think, yeah. Is that him? Did he say that? Or yeah. was that someone else? And then there was also the one about poison. She's like, if you were my husband, I'd poison you. And he's like, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. I would. I would yeah. 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 Um, pretty clever. Those are probably all not him, but they're mm -hmm. all attributed to him. Like right. there's some, I love misattributing quotes to people. Yeah. That's what Einstein said. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I just think that, uh, so the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few is a line that kind of, I don't know, I feel like maybe this is going to be problematic to say that it makes sense to me. How is it problematic? Well, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that's like, I'm going to say that. And then like a, a day later, someone is going to be like, you're a sheep, man. Yeah. Or some, or like, oh yeah, well that's cause you're fucking privileged yeah. or some shit. Like, I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I, you gotta kind of draw the line between, I don't know, I guess rights and responsibilities. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As you far should definitely as, know the difference. Yeah, that's what I mean. So <laughs> individual rights versus responsibilities, I guess. Yeah. Whereas if we're going to use the vaccine example, because it is the most sort of Let's do it. Yeah, let's just talk about this sort of more concretely. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, at this point, you have the right, like knowing what we know mm -hmm. about the pandemic by now, I think it's pretty clear that there's a virus that goes around. What? And it's, I know it's wild, right? Yeah. Uh, there's new variants that spread more easily and do a bit more harm. Yeah. Whatever. That's a broad strokes. Um, it's a Thank you for mansplaining the pandemic. Mansplain the pandemic to you. Yeah. Um, and you absolutely have the right to not get vaccinated as an individual. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, totally. You don't have to. Yeah, no, there's really nobody don't. forcing your hand. Right. Um, but in that sense, you also have added responsibility as far as your behavior to ensure that you don't right become a burden on the health system the healthcare system or uh risk infecting either yourself or other people around you yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah in theory you're not supposed to be like and again this is like, like making the problem worse and, and again if, if you also have the right to not get a vaccine and and you should have the right to still go to the grocery store if you want i mean yeah but you have the added responsibility now if you're not taking that step to quote unquote protect yourself or protect others there's just a different layer of responsibility that comes with that. I think I, there should, I think Does that makes sense. I think you're right. I think what you're saying is that, like, and I agree with you in there should be mm -hmm. as in like, there may not be, especially here in Canada mm -hmm. and here in British Columbia in particular. Like, I don't think there's any like hard and fast rules that say you have to like balance out your not getting vaccinated with something else. No, no, but no. I think there should be right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is now it's like the, the question says it's like you're these, these are not written rules anywhere. It's like, this is individual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's, um, versus collective, I guess, I guess I always kind of go back to this. It's I like, I say it's a morality or, or ethics, but it's it sort is, of, no, sort it of is. goes down that line a little bit. Yeah. I think you're right. It's like the, uh, like I would never force someone to take the vaccine. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. if you're going to not take it, understand that there's a risk mm -hmm. of you catching a disease more easily. Right. And again, if you have the vaccine, there's still a risk that you catch it anyway. Right. There's breakthrough infections and this and that. It's just a layer of protection. Yeah. Right. Um, if you don't have it or don't go out of your way to sort of protect yourself mm -hmm. or to, to ensure that you don't become a someone who spreads it. Yeah. Um, that just sort of 
that that responsibility is is yours okay if that, does that make sense am i being clear I no no I, I, I i'm hearing what you're saying and i and i agree and i just have this thing that i keep going back to which is this right and this is going to sound probably crazy but it's a process and please follow me on this okay. and this is about vaccines and anti-vaccinators in particular mm-hmm if you, which there's like different kinds too absolutely there's absolutely diff- there's some people who are like i don't know what i'm putting into my body yep. versus i have a medical condition totally. i don't trust this versus people who are just like i'm not doing it because i don't like being told what to do yeah yeah right? and unfortunately so like, as far as if you're yeah like, quote i don't know if anti-vaxxer is like the proper umbrella term because i think when you think of anti-vax you think of someone who's like fuck you i'm not taking it versus yeah it could be someone who's hesitant or who's waiting for medical reasons or whatever. Who has their own Absolutely. Reasons, Unfortunately, right? you have to look at who you're standing beside, right? Exactly. When you take a stand like that, it's like if you go and petition something or, or um, have like a, a protest, if you go protest something, it's like you got to look around at the people you're standing with. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you happen to be, you're like, yeah, I believe in, in freedom of, of, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, you look around and like everyone around you is a skinhead. You're like, yeah, it doesn't matter what I actually think think mm-hmm. what comes off as is that i'm with these guys right right and so the the thing with anti-vaxxers and i just want to say this very very clearly and again it's a process so here we go <clears throat> if you thought that a vaccine and i'm just going to talk about anti-vaxxers as like a whole and like okay. the broader issue of anti-vaxxing not specific to covid mm-hmm. but if you thought that a vaccine was going to make your child autistic you would be a fucking asshole for giving your kid a vaccine. And mm-hmm. that's what I try to remember is it's like anti-vaccinators. And I know some that's, that's the point. We all do. Yeah. And it's, it's there's, there's so many. Yeah. And anti-vaxxers think they're doing the right thing. And that's what we have to remember when we're having this discussion. Yeah. I think we've like, talked about this before. Yeah. It's not that about the, uh, you had a, you knew someone who had a, yeah, that kid their kid died. They, their kid died because he didn't get a fucking measles vaccine or something. Exactly. Yeah. And because their uncle was a doctor or was a chiropractor. Uh, father. Dad. Yeah. Grandfather right. of the and kid. We, we've a, talked about this before. And the, like we said, is the end goal. Yeah. Those people think they're doing the right thing. The right. That's what the end goal is all the same. Everyone, exactly on both sides because it's yeah. a very clear divide these days there's the vaccine crowd and there's the anti-vax crowd. exactly it's it's black and white yeah there's no there's i mean i guess there's some in between but for the most part you're on one side or the other yeah absolutely and there's everyone who's in the middle and sort of like well i mean let's just talk about it and listen to each other is just getting drowned out by the mm-hmm. fucking noise on both sides it's, mm-hmm. it's insane um but the end goal for all of these people is to stay healthy and stay safe right everyone wants the same fucking thing totally and you have the freedom to choose how to get there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? And, and, and so, so the only thing that... Or how to preserve that. The only thing that becomes problematic in this discussion, so when we go back to talking about COVID vaccines, is that you go, do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So if you decide that you are going to do the right thing for you, because you don't necessarily trust the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, whatever vaccine, and you don't want that poison inside your body, but you know that everyone's telling you that if you don't get vaccinated, you run the risk of infecting somebody else. Mm-hmm. Is it still your right to do that, to not get vaccinated, knowing that you can get vaccinated and add to, because at this point it's not like, and maybe you do believe that it's poison or that there's a microchip in it and that it's going to control the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we've all seen the Kingsmen. We know what can happen with, with implants. Right. Um, 
I actually haven't seen it. They, oh, I guess I shouldn't give it away then. That's fine. But, um, oh yeah. So they implant chips into their brains that they could like use as cell phones. And everyone's like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. And the guy, Samuel L. Jackson gives a bunch of them away for free. Right. And then once everybody has one, he just presses a button and all their heads explode. Right. And then, and so it's yeah. like, if you think that that's, what's going to happen to you with the COVID vaccine, then like you have a right to believe that. And you have a right to not want to be your head exploded. Right. Mm. But at the same time as it's like, if you don't believe that, then what you believe is that you're like, well, I have the right to choose not to do something. And that outweighs everyone else's right to be safe around mm. me. And that right. to me is where it gets a little bit fuzzy because you're like, well, if what you're saying is that you don't believe that, that this is dangerous, but you just don't want to be told to do anything. Yeah. That's sort of, that's the, the sort of, that's the, that's the mass subsect thing. of yeah. the, like, like I, I'm not doing this because I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. It's like the, the main reason it's yeah. like a mistrust of government and, and big, whatever and, <laughs> big pharma and mistrust of authorities in general, authority figures telling you like, Hey, this is, um, like, this is a, a, a thing that works to help sort of yeah, keep people yeah. safe. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm not doing it. Cause you told me to do it. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, not, I mean, it is sort of, it is still optional. I guess you don't have to get it these days. Yeah. No, no, um, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I, it's not. I think most, I think the percentages of people of adults, eligible adults have, if we've gotten it is like in the seventies for Canada. So most people have, have taken this step, I think, but yeah, yeah. No, 70% is like for minimum one dose. I think pretty good when they put in the, um, vaccine passport thing mm -hmm. or the, what with the COVID card or whatever, the vaccine is a whole other yeah. can of worms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when they implemented that or when they said they were going to implement that, yeah. I knew two guys who refused to get vaccinated mm -hmm. who went to get vaccinated. Yeah. So it I've, did actually do were, what they expected. Were kind of in, the, in yeah. the same boat as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny that that's what it took, but that's a whole other can of worms. The, the passport thing. Totally. Because it's not, I think there's a bit of misunderstanding as well in regards to that um, as far as people thinking, people who are refusing to get vaccinated for their own reasons. Sure. Again, we're not here to talk shit about people's no, no. preferences, right? Um, but the idea, as far as I understand, um, as far as I understand the, the passport system yeah. is to help ease the burden of the currently very um, overworked public healthcare system. Right. Or that's at least one of the reasons for doing it. Yeah. That's all we've right? ever been trying to do. hospitals are yeah. flooded yeah. in Alberta. I don't know about BC, but I know in Alberta, and that's a whole other can yeah, of worms, yeah. another can of worms, um, in Alberta. Cause they had, whole, they, they had like, they lifted all their mandates. I think at the start of summer, I think it was on Canada day. Actually, they were like, we're back to normal. Nothing, yeah, yeah. There's no rules anymore. Yeah. Do you had like a mission want. accomplished moment. Basically. <laughs> Um, and now they're kind of paying for it. Yeah. And they have, I was reading somewhere, um, that they have something like 140 ICU beds in Alberta mm -hmm. and like 133 of them are full or something. And they only have like six spare ones. It doesn't seem and like much. Most of them are, maybe it's only Calgary. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. Calgary. Yeah. Um, or Edmonton, but either way they had X amount of beds, ICU beds. Yeah. Um, they had to keep pushing away people who are coming in for surgeries mm -hmm. for pre-existing medical conditions or yeah. cancer treatments or whatever, or hip replacements, whatever it is. People who need these surgeries are getting turned away because all the beds are being occupied by people who have COVID. Right. Um, and most of the ones who have COVID in hospital are unvaccinated. Right. Right. So, I mean, someone might hear this and start to tell me that I'm an idiot for believing what the mainstream media 100%. says, right? Yeah. yeah hundred percent. It's fine. That's your prerogative. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, but to me, like to me, 
again, the passport thing to me was just sort of a way to a temporary way to try to alleviate the stress on the public healthcare system and to encourage people to get vaccines. Yeah. Again, with the end goal of obviously ending the pandemic. That's the plan. And reducing the stress that's, that's currently on hospitals and healthcare workers. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I've seen videos. I mean, I don't think these nurses and doctors who, who write op-eds and who post videos online, they're not faking it. Right. Yeah. The, the amount of people who, like who have to be in on it. Like, I just yeah. worked a 14 hour shift and the the nurses, this poor girl is in her car and she was in the States, but she's crying. Yeah. She's like sobbing uncontrollably. And she's like wrecked. She's a wreck. She's yeah. working 14 hour shifts. Yeah. She's got blood all over her thing. Yeah. All over her gown or whatever, her, her scrubs. doesn't seem like she should be allowed she, to take that out of the hospital. She probably well, should. She's just talking about, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she's just talking about the day that she just went through and like all these people who are like, mm -hmm. half of them are like, do something, help me. Mm -hmm. And the other half were like, just pull the plug. Like I can't, I, this is the worst. I, I just fucking want to die. Mm -hmm. And she's doing this every single fucking day of just the week. rough. Like that takes a toll. Like these yeah. nurses need, it's, it's almost like PTSD. There's a good chance. Yeah, no, there's PTSD. I don't think it's like of, PTSD. I think it will develop. It into actually will be PTSD, right? But yeah. anyways, I don't think these nurses and doctors who write these op-eds, like I said, or post these videos online to tell the world what they're going through or faking it. Yeah, no, exactly. But someone might come back and say like, no, they're being paid to post that. I, the, listen, Big pharma is, is, these are paid actors and they're, they're the amount of you know, people who have, have to be really be, cynical, I think to sort of, yeah, the sort of look at it that way. The amount and of people who nurses. have to be in on the, 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 like the, the, what are they, what are they fucking called? Like the, um, fucking <laughs> we just did a podcast on it um when the people believe stuff um i'm having drawn a blank here the moon landing fucking oh, conspiracy conspiracy theories? theories oh jesus thank you the amount of people who have to be in on the conspiracy theory for the covid19 thing if it's faked is fucking insane mm -hmm. it's like every doctor and every nurse and every scientist and every politician and every and it's like yeah it's most of the people yeah. have to be like and so you don't know what single one who's like yeah you know what i was in on it but now i'm not and you're like mm -hmm. yeah that's that yeah but then it's because you, you also hear about uh, there's a documentary on hbo called the crime of the century which i highly recommend you watch it's about yeah. the oxy the opioid crisis and how it was started by a pharmaceutical company yeah yeah totally um in the states yeah. called Pern pernell or Purdue, yeah, I think Purdue pharmaceutical. Yeah, Purdue. Yeah, um, and they're basically the ones who invented OxyContin mm -hmm. and like um, derivatives of OxyContin and that sort of painkillers. Um, and they were essentially had salespeople like paying doctors for writing prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. Which sort of doesn't give you the rosiest picture of um the healthcare system and pharmaceuticals when that happens right yeah yeah so that's another way for people i think to sort of to lean into that and go like that's why i don't trust here's okay let's just big pharma or doctors yeah. because they're being paid off um to yeah. sell me this to just to, to put this vaccine in because they you know and then there's this this the, uh, anyway the point i'm trying to make is that i understand why some people are extremely distrustful and there's no changing those people's minds, I don't think. No, because you're touching on some important stuff that actually relates back there's to... There's also the, really quick, the the Congress people in the States. Yeah. Who in like January of 2020, like they, they were having briefings before, mm -hmm. like, I think it was March, like mid-March 2020 is when things kind of really shut down Yeah, over here. Things kind of hit the fan and, and it was full lockdown just about everywhere you went. Um, and from what I understand, there were briefings about this 
virus that was spreading in China. Right. These briefings were happening in North America, like in, like in the Senate with uh, with Congress men and women in the U.S. And they were having chats about it. And a bunch of them got caught um, buying into stocks of pharmaceutical companies yeah, that were going yeah, yeah, to yeah. be making vaccines. Like they were Pfizer. doing insider trading, basically. So it was basically insider trading. Yeah, yeah. And once COVID hit and these vaccines or these companies started announcing they were going to be developing vaccines, their stock price rose. Of course. And these Congress people made millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of insider trading. Yeah. So when you hear shit like that, you're like, well, of course they're going to tell me to fucking yeah, take so, the vaccine because they're making money off of it. And and it does kind so of... it's easy to be cynical is what I'm saying. Absolutely. And, and it does kind of go back to the original question, which is how to juggle personal responsibilities and freedoms. And so it kind of has this like, if there's a nefarious thing going on, you know what I mean? Like in that scenario and in the one that you were outlining with Purdue, where you go... Yeah, you kind of knew what you were doing, but we talk about like the Oppenheimer thing. Remember, we we said the Oppenheimer with the the what is it the the atom bomb? I'm fucking so bad at this shit. I think it was the A bomb. Yeah, so so he goes like, I didn't realize what I was doing, and so in that scenario, you go. The, his quote is, "I am I am become death destroyer of worlds." Yeah, and and the problem there is, it goes. That's literally what he did, right? It's like how many people died because of the atom bomb. And it's mm. like, he did that, but it was an accident. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance that that's what we're talking about here is it's like, you have the right and the freedom to do things, not knowing the potential negative outcome of them. But there's a personal responsibility that comes in when you have more knowledge mm -hmm. than, than lack of knowledge. Yeah. And so there's, okay, go on. yeah. So if you're talking about those Congress people who are, um, who are, who are aware that something's coming and they buy stocks, it's like, that doesn't make the pandemic any worse. No. So it doesn't really matter. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. You fucking profited. Who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. If they had done something that made the pandemic worse, like say, hide that information, which they might have, right? Maybe they hide that information so that the pandemic does happen so that their stocks go up. Right. Then it's like, then you have a problem. Like then you have, you've overstepped the ability, um, for somebody to justify that as freedom and you get into like bad guy territory, basically you become like the antagonist in the movie, right? You're like, you're the guy who did the bad thing knowing it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I think that line is. It's like, what do you know? And then from there, because that's the whole point, right? It's like, that's the point I was making with the vaccines earlier. And that's the point that I'm making with the vaccines now and the masks and all this other stuff is it's like, you're not a bad person. You're doing the right thing with bad information mm -hmm. or I'm doing bad, the right thing with bad information. And so it comes down to knowledge and information at that point. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you do have the right information and yeah. you're choosing to do the wrong thing, at which point you're a fucking asshole. And if you have the yeah. wrong information and you believe yeah, it and you the do. Thing, like you were saying earlier with echo chambers and stuff. Well, it's just exactly. Like, that's that's the part I think that's most frustrating for me as someone who's um, I consider myself to be fairly open minded. I'm I'm again not going to look down upon someone who's choosing to not get the vaccine for their own personal to reasons. Yeah. You have the yeah. right to not get exactly. it, just as though just the same way I have the right to go and get mine. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just like we have both have the right to do, like you said, what we think is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? I've totally lost my train of thought. Well, you're, you you kind of set me off for something dope, if you like. Yeah. And I was, also was going to go off a tangent about, <laughs> we're talking about the A-bomb, and I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, um, Revisionist History, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had a string of episodes about what essentially, um, the culmination was the bombing of 
Hiroshima and Nagasaki in the Second World War. Okay. So he did like four or five episodes about this this general named Curtis LeMay and how he, like how they basically developed um, like bomber warfare for the Second World War. Okay. And how they developed napalm and yeah. how it was sort of like, that's, that's sort of like, how do we end this war as quickly right. as possible? They got into these like blanket it weapons. It sort of gets into the like his, yeah. from his point of view the most pragmatic way to go about it is to kill everybody everyone at once yeah. instead of killing more people over a longer period of time yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah so he he's going like it's the quickest way to end a war is to just bomb the shit of something mm -hmm. kill as many people and then the other side goes like holy fuck that's crazy that's like, a, we we wave the white flag that was insane you just killed a hundred thousand people yeah we're done yeah and then his way of looking at it is like yeah sure i killed a hundred thousand people but the opposite if i don't drop this bomb then what happens is we kill a million people over the next five years. Yeah. So he's like, which one do you choose? Either way, people are going to die. Yeah. Which, you know, what's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't a, really know where I'm going with this. No, but it's like me. a total AI response to it. Like a, a simple problem mm -hmm. where you're like, yeah, no, the, like the, the take, if you take he's morality like knowing and ethics, that, yeah. that I'm going to be killing a hundred thousand civilians. Like you get to choose which hundred thousand basically. Yeah. It's like either I kill a hundred thousand civilians now or yeah. a million die in the next five years or yeah. 10 years or whatever. And the war just keeps going. That's a wild ethical d dilemma for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the tangent had to do with what we were talking about. I don't know. But you just wanted to name just, drop just Malcolm Gladwell. I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I know for sure the tangent I went off on, I don't think had a point. <laughs> like I don't think I thought I could find a way to link it to what we were talking about. Oh, usually I do that for you. Yeah. I thought there was a way Sorry. for me to link it in to individual rights and freedoms, but I guess there's not. I thought, I thought for sure there was a way. Well, originally what we were talking about, and maybe this will help you is, is how it has to do with knowledge. Like it has to do with whether or not it's mm -hmm. like nefarious right, right. or it's, you know, abs it like, um, if you absentmindedly knock somebody's ladder over and then they fucking get hurt. It's like, is it your fault? Like, maybe you should have been paying attention. Maybe you should have run more simulations. Maybe you should have tested the atom bomb before you, before you opened it out to the world. Maybe, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. all those things potentially exist. And, and it's not like you can predict every sort of outcome and, and prevent every sort of outcome, but you can at the very least, and, and this is why we're kind of talking about this is like at the very least kind of like take a lot of the information and go, there's a chance. Do you know what Occam's razor is? Um, I've heard the term before. I don't really know what it means. So if I'm going to probably brutalize this, but essentially it boils down to, um, the less, the, the explanation with the least amount of, um, like suppositions is often the right one. So it's like the, the, the less you have to like infer and, and, um, the less you have to like suppose that maybe, and, and if you add this and if you do that, and if that guy said this to me in that way because he's you know what i mean it's like the less you have to do that the closer you are to probably reality um and so essentially what it I'm means is like the definition of in, Occam's in, razor yeah in in, after this. in the in the roundabout way what it means is the simplest explanation is often the rightest one mm. and so if 99% of people are saying something and 1% is saying the total opposite there's a good chance that the 99 are correct um right. And so, and obviously we're not talking about in this scenario, when we're talking about COVID, we're not talking about the people around you. We're talking about the scientists, mm -hmm. right? It's like the people around you aren't doing research. And I said that yeah, even with I quotation cannot marks. Be, I can't be stressed this point enough. Yeah. Enough that when someone 
comes around, not saying that's happened to me, but if someone says, I did my research. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Not red flag. Fucking, you did red flag right away. <laughs> you did a little bit of light reading. Yeah. In your echo chamber. Yeah. And you did on both sides. Yeah. Let's be, let's be fair on yeah. both sides. You did some light reading. You did some light YouTube browsing. Yeah. Let's end it there. You Let did me, not do fucking research. Yeah. Because when it comes to science and everything that's sort of related to scientific research, mm -hmm. research is, it's basically endless. Because you could research something forever. Exactly. Test after test. Yeah. And thesis, and it's being peer reviewed and it's being tested and tested and tested and tested and tested yeah. to no end before someone can finally go, okay, we have a body of, of work here. Mm -hmm. And then X amount of people have worked on this or mm -hmm. someone will posit a thesis to start. Mm -hmm. And then you have a bunch of other people who work on it or test things and who, yeah. who try different things to prove or disprove the thesis or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's doing research. Well, let me tell you, and you're almost there. Like, let me tell you how science speaks. It's like when you read an actual scientific journal mm -hmm. and I've, the, the only reason I'm saying this is because I was just doing it mm -hmm. and I was reading the uh, American journal of therapeutics mm -hmm. on ivermectin because I was curious. Mm -hmm. And when, when you read it, you're not reading like, we think this, right? That's not at all how the conversation goes. The conversation mm -hmm. goes like this. Okay. We took all of these studies and we eliminated all of the extremes. Then we took all of them and we ran them against like a bias test. Mm -hmm. So what we were left with was this set of data. And then, and then they, the very next thing they'll do is like cite all of the studies. They go, these are the studies that we used. Mm -hmm. Here's how many people were cited. Here's mm -hmm. how many people were tested against. Here's how many people were like this. Here's how many people were like it's, that. It's, it, there's, it's just like, here's what we found. Yeah. It's and not, then, we, and, yeah, it's not, we think and this even then or you know yeah even even when you get to like like 19 paragraphs down when you're at the like sort of more conclusionary phase of their writing yeah. it goes we have like mid to to high level confidence that what we found shows that there's a possibility mm -hmm. that this might be a thing yeah and like literally they never even go this is what we found. It's like, it's not even that simple. Mm -hmm. It's like, even then you're still kind of like yeah. leaving the door open to be wrong. And that's how science speaks. That's, science speaks with that's the, doing research. It's exactly. That's it's like the, the definition of doing research. Yeah, it's the, not reading the door is open. Like we're, we might be wrong later. So if anybody ever tells you or me or anybody at all, there's no chance that I'm wrong about this then they're obviously wrong about it already, right? Mm. It's like you're obvious, like you're already incorrect in thinking that that is absolute. Like there's no such thing as absolute. Mm -hmm. Evolution is a theory. And we've talked about this before. We're we like, have, yeah. yeah, theory in English means something different than theory in science, but like it's close to a fact. And even then, like, even though they're like, pretty sure that that's the thing mm -hmm. they're still like but there's a chance we might be wrong there's a chance we might find some new information later mm -hmm. that's going to make all of this seem ridiculous yeah the earth was flat for a long time before it was round and mm -hmm. scientists thought that right and mm -hmm. then the earth was round for a long time before it was flat again and scientists thought that mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like that's kind of the way it goes like the sun rotated anyway so I'm going off like a crazy person, but the point is that it, to me, when you're listening to somebody talk, if they're speaking in absolutes, they're probably wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And, and if they're speaking in this weird kind of like complex sentence structure that never really incriminates them, yeah. they're probably scientists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I sort of regained my train of thought from earlier. Oh, cool. What I was going to say is just about... Oh. Oh, no time. Sorry, Marty. Um, <laughs> in regards to the, um, 
I guess the, I won't even call it discourse. I guess in some cases it's discourse in regards to, you know, the pandemic and vaccinations and all this stuff. I would love for it to be discourse. Um, I would love for it to const to just be discourse, but it's not. And we know that it, it, it's not the way things work, unfortunately. Um, but I find like, it's just noise from, (laughs) from one side and the other. Yeah. And it's just people screaming from their respective echo chambers. Right. And just sort of doing the whole confirmation bias thing. Yeah. Like you get your information from sources that confirm your bias Mm -hmm. or reinforce it. And then just band with like-minded people (laughs) (laughs) and form this echo chamber. And you're all saying like, yeah, we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. All of my friends agree with me. You could, people would, I've done before I got, and I'm, I'm going to say, I don't give a fuck what people think about it, but I got, I got vaccinated. Sure. We've talked about it before. We've, we have, we've said yeah, it definitely I think before, by now. Yeah. People know that I've, I've my yeah. vaccines. Yeah. Um, and I did again, not research, but I did some reading Yeah. on light, both sides, light reading, some light reading on pros and cons. I yeah. went to like the far anti-vax side and I read a bunch of stuff over there mm-hmm. and I read a bunch of stuff on the other side and in the between. I read a bunch of articles just to know what I was getting into. And I took all of that and I made my own decision. Yeah. And I would love to have, again, discourse mm. with someone who doesn't, you know, isn't going to shove it down my throat that I'm being a sheep for taking a yeah. big pharma vaccine and for listening to the mainstream media. That really is the worst way to have a conversation. It's just like, it's just at that point, it's like, just grow up please for a second can we have a, a talk a real yeah. conversation here yeah you know it, w- it would know. be it's just it's frustrating to, yeah. to every time something comes up online on instagram or, or whatever the comment sections of, of a youtube video or, or anything else it's just vitriol brutal and it's just like man can't we just all get along here Ugh. and it's the such spelling a, it's such an insanely divisive topic yeah um, yeah. this, this whole pandemic thing. And it's, we're going to look back on this in 10, 20 years and be like, wow, huh, I can't wait for the movie. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the movie. There's like, going to be so many. I just watched, um, turning point. It's all about nine 11 and it's like literally oh, yeah, the Netflix one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally well, goes, if you, if you believe it happened, well, here's the thing. So it literally goes all the way up to like this summer. Like that, d- the documentary is like a right, full 20 year anniversary and it actually starts, um, in the eighties. Like, so the, the beginning of the story is like during, you know what I mean? So anyway, so it's a really like well, <laughs> well-rounded and the whole point is what I was, that I'm, that I'm trying to make is that I was really fascinated to see it all brought together that way, like in like a five or six part documentary so that I could really like, it's like, here are all the stories and mm-hmm. obviously it's somewhat biased and whatever, but the point is, it's like, I'm looking forward to seeing the story of this when we have all the information that like, I'm not receiving right now cause I'm not looking for it. Right. And then 20 years from now they go, and then this happened and you go, what? Yeah. And then this happen and you're like holy shit and it's yeah yeah it's a, it's a cool way to like look at stuff and then obviously you should watch documentaries from both sides and you know yeah. i mean just just yeah just be cool man with whatever people decide <laughs> to do cool, and man. like you know just just take responsibility for your actions i guess and, yeah so and that thus would be, concludes that would be our conclusion right it's like take responsibility for your actions if you're doing the mm-hmm. right thing for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, at least you can and, sleep at and night. And don't look down on others for doing the same thing. Sheep. Despite it being not the same thing that you're doing. You would say that, you fucking sheep. Fucking sheeple. Yeah. Okay, um, well. I, was, I need to get this in there before I all forget. All right, hit me with it. Um, a big, big, big rest in peace to Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah. Who passed away about a week ago, I think, today. Yeah, Norm. He's one of my all-time favorite comedians. His Love roles on Saturday Night Live were... Oh, just those Jeopardy yeah. skits are fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's a funny hat. 
Turd Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah, my name. funny name. That's not my name. Um, and I was watching a bunch of clips of his compilations on YouTube last night or the night before. And you talking about 9-11 just kind of reminded me of a bit <laughs> a bit that he had on i think it was called norm mcdonald live it was just like a a, a goofy talk show he yeah had. He yeah he did a like a like, podcast talk show it style. was sort of like a podcast talk show and he yeah. had a joke about how like oh spirit airlines uh or jet blue sorry jet blue won number one uh customer satisfaction uh for the fourth year in a row this year and do you know who won the least uh amount of uh, a customer as he only does he does a little stuff yeah yeah, thing. yeah yeah the least amount of uh, uh satisfaction <laughs> was 9-11 airline <laughs> and he goes well you should know the terrible name for an airline you yeah it's, it's really terrible change that. it just reminds me of that tragedy that happened <laughs> and one of the guys he's on the, the guy who's on with him is like uh super uncomfortable yeah. he's like he's like why i'm not laughing at 9-11 <laughs> yeah i was walking through blood and bone <laughs> in manhattan looking for my brother on 9-11 he's he lives in Northern Canada, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as only Norm could do. Yeah. Uh, he was just, I don't know, spectacular. Yeah. Good call. Good call, Marty, for RIPing Norm McDonald. Yeah. And uh, sorry for that very crude joke we threw in there, but I thought it was really funny. Um, what up? You want to do those dreams? Oh, yeah. we have, uh, or do you want to do a do word of the dream. day? Or do you want to, oh, we did promise we'd do the dreams. We promised and the people are waiting for it. People are waiting. We've been, we've been bitching and moaning long enough for yeah. people to send us. I'm assuming there's people who still listen to this. Probably not, actually. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers in a while. Assumptions. That's the Occam's razor. The, um, the answer with the least amount of assumptions is often the right one. Sweet. I said suppositions earlier, but I meant assumptions. Okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> uh, okay. I have a dream here. Let's just right. do one. We'll do one and we'll save the other one for another episode. Coin. Um, should I say who it's from? Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Who is it? Which one is it? Oh, this is the first one from friend of the show, uh, Michelle, AKA smelly, AKA smelly, AKA biggie smells, AKA Shelly. I also that's, like, that's what she wrote. I also like Missy smelly, Missy smelly it. Nice. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and read this. Hit me. Um, okay. So I got kidnapped by six men already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fucking um, phone. Hang on. So, oh, great. Imagine this Michelle. No. Who is it, Jordy? No. Who is it? I'm not going to say. Oh. But I'm not answering. Is it Remy? No. Oh. Um, okay. So I got kidnapped by six men and was taken to a secluded frat house. I think I've seen this porn before. <laughs> um, locked in a room or tied up. I can't remember. One of the kidnappers came in and was coming towards me and I was able to get loose and get his gun. I shot him and then tried to run out of the house. I continued to run through the house, shooting the rest of the kidnappers. Oh my God. I managed to find my phone and then I tried calling 911 for help. The first attempt was unsuccessful. So I found another room to hide in and was startled by someone that I recognized and almost shot, but I missed. <laughs> I managed to find a way out of the house and hit across the street and was able to text 911 <laughs> and I waited for them to show up. And when they finally did, I ran out, ran out to them. And the first thing I said was I shot four people. Every time I shot someone, it was excessively hard to pull the trigger, like using all of my force to pull the trigger. Right. And then she woke up. Okay. That's it. So she's kidnapped, and then she gets one of their guns, shoots the guy. She's locked or tied up in a room. She can't remember which one. Yeah. She's, and then she's, one, of the, one of the kidnappers comes in. She's being she, held captive. Yeah. And, and then, then she gets loose, gets his gun, and then she shoots him. And then she, and then she goes around, around on a fucking shooting spree. 
basically on a shooting spree. And then she runs across the street, texts 911, and then and then confesses. The first thing she says when they show up is, I shot four people. Yeah, yeah. She and like walks out. Every time it was, every time she tried to squeeze the trigger, it was yeah. excessively hard. Like she had to use, which I find in my dreams sometimes when I have those weird violent dreams, mm-hmm. like the act of punching someone or shooting someone or okay. stabbing someone like you have, we have those fucking weird dreams sometimes i, I, I like, don't but i know what you're I, saying i, I yeah. for sure you're a dreams. sociopath yeah where i have dreams where i'm like in a battle with someone okay or like someone's trying to kill me Is this something that happens often no okay but i i do know i've had these dreams before and i wake up and i'm like oh what was that about yeah so when you have those like they're hard like, for you yeah, as well I, I need to be violent or i need to to oh. shoot someone or do something crazy okay it, like for punching for example it feels like i'm punching underwater so it's like hard to like, it's like move. really hard yeah, okay. to, to get that action. Yeah. Done. Okay. That's kind of what so I, I am kind of relate to what she's saying about pulling sure. the trigger. Cause I feel like I can relate to that on some level as far as like, uh, why is this so hard to do this? Like I yeah. just, all I need to do is shoot the bad guy Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's going to leave me alone Yeah, and I can't fucking squeeze this thing. It's so fucking hard to squeeze. Okay. Well then right off the top, we're going to say there's an, a morality issue. So it's like you're doing like something, some, yeah, but you know you is, you know you don't want to be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like your body's preventing you from doing it. And also the instant admission of guilt. Yeah. Not of guilt, but I guess it yeah. I guess it could be guilt. A confession. It's a confession. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? Immediately, as soon as like the authorities show up, she's yeah. like, I shot four people. Yeah. She's like, she doesn't want to be in trouble. She doesn't right want to lie away. about it. She's not trying to hide it. Yeah. It's not a thing that she's proud of doing. It's like something that happened and she's living with it. And she's also like ad- admitting to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got to think it's like, it's like if it's not literal, then it's about something that's happening in life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're doing something you don't want to be doing and you're not enjoying it. And you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but you're, you're doing it anyway. Right. It's like, there's a part of you that is opposed to the thing that you're doing, but you're doing it for the, because you know, you like, you have to do it, but you don't want to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Does that make any sense? Kind of. Where are you at? I don't know. I would just, I don't know why this is sticking with me, but I was, she was kidnapped by six men and only shot four. Oh. So I was like, oh, you didn't finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting out of it. I was like, okay. You, you only shot four out of six. She did just enough that she, she did, just she did enough just enough to get to, out of there. To get a passing grade. Yeah. Can you text um, 911? I, I'm sure you can. I'm like, they, I never thought of it. I'm sure you can. Yeah. I wonder if that's symbolic. I would say, okay, so let's just give her like a, a classic, like Marty and Alex dream analysis uh, conclusion and just go, I think you want to kill your mom and marry your dad. That's correct. Yeah. That's the same conclusion I was coming to as well. Yeah. 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 I think the gun, uh, I mean, it's all very obvious, right? When mm-hmm. you think about the gun that you take off the guy and he, you know, it's, uh, it's very obvious. It's all very obvious. It's not even between the lines. It's right. It's right there in front yeah, of us. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and you know, you shouldn't, <laughs> but that's, yeah. Bottom line is, you know, you shouldn't, but you want to. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Thanks for the dream, Michelle. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you. you sending us that email. That's Smelly. officially the first email legit we have received the first than, legit email other than, um, one from Ramey one time who sent us a thing. Let me see. It's right here. I might as well read it. What did it say? It said, hello, is this thing on? I'm a huge fan. Send me a photo of your studio. I want to see these shitty mic stands. As much as that clearly annoyed Alex and the noise is totally obnoxious, I really enjoyed the end of Serial Killers. That's an old one. That's very old. It's so old. That was sent in April. Yeah, that was like the beginning. So yeah, that's the only that was the only email we had until so, Michelle sent us her dream. So yeah, Michelle, thanks, Michelle, thank you for being our first it. our first caller. Dream analyzed. 
Nice. Don't worry. I will fix that clapping rhythm in post. You did so great. Um, cool. Now what? Uh, you want to do... We word are of the... on 56 minutes. Should we do a word of the day and cut it closed? Sure. Okay. Cut it closed. What does that mean? I don't know. Cut it closed. Yeah, where's the it. Where's the app? There. Um, and there's the button. Oh, should we just go with the one for today? Yeah. Muliebrity. Oh my goodness. Muliebrity. 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 Um, so Muliebrity. M-U-L-I-E-B-R-D-T-Y. Muliebrity. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say it's M-U-L-I-E-B-E-R-T-Y. You're so close, actually. Muliebrity. And it has something to do with um, your likeness to a deer. It's how similar Mm. you are to a deer. Close? Um, Close spelling. Okay. M-U-L-I-E-B-R-I-T-Y. Oh, Britty. Britty. Fuck. Oh, that changes the definition completely. It's a noun and it means womanly nature or qualities. Oh. Your muliebrity has to do with your womanly qualities. Yeah. So unlike, say, Harry Styles or Billy Porter, both of whom have been known to flaunt gender ambivalence in their style choices, oh. Brian offers something more, suburban, machismo up top and muliebrity from the waist down. Oh. I don't know who we're talking about here. Mark Bri- Bryan. Who? It's from an article called Can You Walk a Mile in Mark Bryan's Louboutins? Mark Bryan. Do you know who Mark Bryan is? I don't. I assume from the context of that sentence that Mark Bryan is a transgendered person who has female genitals. Mark Bryan. Um, who is Mark Bryan? The guy from Hootie and the Blowfish? What? No, that's um, uh, the country singer. Lead guitarist? Oh, maybe. Can you walk a while in Mar? It's got to be a different Mark Bryan. This is the. This is pretty. The sounds like a pretty common name. This is the article. Okay. Oh whoa! He's full on wearing. There's a photo of him and he's wearing like a crisp as fuck tailored shirt and um like sport coat. Okay. And a tie. Okay. And then like a leather corset. Okay. And then like a neon green skirt. Oh. And then high heels with straps. Oh, so, so he's, he's like, literally dressing like a woman from the waist down and from like a man down. from the waist up. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. His muliebrity. So who is this guy though? Is he just a dude or is he, is it the guy from the is band? It? Anyway, here's some photos. Have a look. Every so time I look at you. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Do you not remember the time I cracked your phone screen? Don't throw shit at me. Yeah. Oh, he's got really nice legs. Keep scrolling down. There's more. Oh yeah. He looks like, um, I just don't know who he is. He must just be like some sort of fashion guy. He looks like a banker. That's a, but that, yeah, kind of spot on. Okay. Um, like literally from the waist down. Okay. Can you walk a a mile in Mark Bryan's shoes? I can't. I know that. I definitely cannot. I don't have the ability to walk in high heeled shoes, Yeah. but he makes it seem easy. So there you go. Okay. So yeah, Mark Bryant's lower body is an example of muliebrity. This phone is crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, just throw it. Okay. Um, before I forget as well, one more thing. Oh, good. It is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> it's actually Wednesday. It is actually Wednesday. Fuck. It's been a long time since we've recorded on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You got anything else? Um, not really. I just want to know that 
Okay, it's definitely not. Okay. If it's the guy from Hoodie and the Blowfish, that's not. <laughs> um, he's an American who lives in Germany and is a robotics engineer. Cool. So, yeah. Way to be Mark Bryan. Good for you, Mark. Yeah. And he's we married did. and has three kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for him. Fucking send it, my dude. Um, what's the... Wait, hang on. Let me put it into a sentence. It's like, uh, let your muliebrity shine through. Sure. Half of it. Only half yeah. of your muliebrity. And your masculinity shine through yeah, as well. Yeah, that's interesting though. I've never actually seen... Because he's not... Nope. I don't think he's not... He's not transgender. Nope, I was this wrong. Is full on, like just like half cross dressing. This is what we were talking about earlier. You, so it's like is cross dressing. I don't know if it's a an word acceptable anymore. Acceptable term? I don't think so. It probably isn't. What are you supposed to say? I don't know. Drag? Maybe. It's because it's half drag. Dra? It's like half drag. Yeah, dra, dra. And so like you're not allowed to say cross dressing anymore. I I don't know if you're allowed to or not. I just it's not a word well, that people use know. anymore. Someone let us know. Yeah, we'll 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 find out um, soon enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, cool. Like, hey, let's 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 call, let's call it there. I have nothing else to add, really. Also, okay, well, really have to go to the washroom. So. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you once again. Um, yeah, we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>